Hello, everyone. And hold on. Nope. I made a little smack right before I said hello, everyone. <laughs> Let me get those all out. Mm-hmm. Need my mouth to be paper dry. All right. Here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of The Big One Podcast. I'm your boy, New Guy, and I have with me here uh, my co-host, as everyone can probably expect, Brian Boyer. The Big One. The Big One. Uh, If you're not following us on Twitter, do it. Uh, If you don't have Twitter, honestly, I don't blame you. But you oh, should, I think you should get it and then follow us on uh, Podcast Big One, at Podcast Big One, or mail us at PodcastBigOne at gmail.com. Um, that's about yeah. all of our plugging for ourselves. Uh, for anyone who's still listening and isn't aware yet, we talk about NASCAR <laughs> if on this podcast. If they're a minute and 12 seconds in and they're already tuned oh, out. Oh, boy. We <laughs> really we did something wrong. Yeah. yeah, we can't save it. <laughs> all right. You know, I want to... I want to protect uh, protect my butt here. You're you're a man of the people, I man try. of the butts. I try of the people. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, yeah. Welcome to Big One Podcast, and let's talk about NASCAR. Um, oh wait, I'm sorry. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Lyft. Mm, Ride it. That's my favorite corporate uh, slogan. Logo slogan. Slogan. Slogo. It's good. <laughs> Lyft. Ride it. Ride it. Yeah. Perfect. It's that good. was the that was a great plug. Yeah, yeah. Totally yeah. getting money this week. All right. I <laughs> might check I I'm gonna check my bank account right after we record this. I'm already checking my bank account. Nice. Uh all right, cool. So let's jump right into some storylines before we even get into the race, because uh some crazy stuff has been happening Big this news. week. news, yeah. Um so first first I wanted to go over there's been some super speedway changes. Uh do you you wanna recap those actually? Yeah, so uh one inch is getting added to the rear spoiler and then they are modifying the I believe the way that the track bar is attached to the car mm-hmm. uh to raise the rear end by one inch. Yeah, uh, interesting changes. Uh, yeah. it was they did a two day practice or test session with uh, Bowman, uh, Hemrick, oh, and oh. Larson, and uh, just decided to make those changes. So yeah, yeah uh, you know, just keep keep adjusting, keep adjusting NASCAR. We trust you. Um, you know, yeah, I'm happy to see them trying out new things. Um, it's interesting I mean, to me that they decided to make these changes to super speedway cars before they've even gone to the super speedway with new changes that they already have have coming along. Yeah, I was a little surprised by that too, which kind of worries me maybe a little bit, yeah. but maybe they just saw something that they liked about how a couple cars could come together really easily with with these changes cuz like I mean, uh, what's your what's your opinion on these changes? How does it affect the cars? Mm. Well, it's uh it's an interesting thing because adding an inch to the rear spoiler will increase downforce, but raising the rear end by one inch will have like, you know, and I'm not an engineer. I'm not you know I don't know about. You are an engineer, but I am an engineer software though, so I don't know too much about aerodynamics. But my understanding is that by raising the rear end one inch, that'll push the uh, spoiler up another inch and get potentially extra downforce that way but i think that you'll lose more downforce uh because you'll be getting less ground effect from the car being like sucked up against the against the ground so yeah i think Plus it'll you are, 
You're oh, adding God. more drag by adding the one inch to the rear spoiler as well. Yeah. I think you're going to punch a bigger hole in the air. Yes. Um, so. Yeah, I think that they're both going to... You know, now that I think about this more, I think it's good changes because I think that they're both going to uh, increase the hole that they're punching in the air. And by reducing that ground effect, it's going to make the cars a little bit harder to drive. So mm-hmm. whether or not that's good at a super speedway where uh, we'll probably be seeing uh, more big ones, or mm-hmm. at least they're just going to be guaranteed Woo! now. Yeah, big one. Big hey, one. Oh, shout out. Um I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, cool. So, second storyline. Mm. It's it's the big one. It's the big storyline for this yeah. week. Uh, new schedule. Um, fantastic. I I am so stoked. Yes. I I had to call my dad. I I was texting you. I was just so just ecstatic mm-hmm. um, that they made these changes to the schedule. Um, and I I don't know if you knew this, but like. Back in 2016, they signed five-year leases with all the, the you know, the ISM and, and uh, what the fuck's the other one? I, I see whatever. ICS? Uh, ISM? I don't know. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's yeah I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's the two big companies, the ones that own every fucking track, 19 of 22 tracks. They own everything yeah. except for Dover, Pocono, and Indy. And anyway, they signed five-year leases. So I was expecting no changes to the schedule until 2021. This comes a year early, and I think they just want to try things out. They're like, fuck it. Yeah. I really like it. I think it's exciting to see that NASCAR is willing to make changes that are this significant, especially getting away from uh, Homestead for the final race. I mean, I I know that since I got into NASCAR, you have been complaining about Homestead as the final race. Um, And... And and also the complaining was not only that it's not a great track for the final race, but also that it'll never change. So it's really yeah, cool it's to see the that they're track. changing it and they're trying out something new. Uh, and also we should be able to go to it next year, so that's cool. Yeah, yeah, or to the finale, the yeah. finale. So which is um, in yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, let me. I'll do a run through of all the schedule changes and. And we'll save the rest of my grapes about scheduling for a future episode. But, um, yeah, new schedule, 2020. Mm-hmm. If you've not looked it up uh, or if you're not a NASCAR fan, it may not mean a lot to you. But if you're one of our friends, we're going to be inviting you to some of these events because all of the new changes seem amazing. Um, so, first off, we're going to start Daytona 500. Classic. Classic. Uh, we moved Atlanta right after Daytona. It's now after the West Coast Swing. So, we go to Vegas first. That's that's new. We Love go to Auto it. Club, then we go to Phoenix. So Phoenix used to start out the West Coast Swing. Now it ends it. Mm. Um, and then we've got Atlanta, and then we got Homestead. So you know what? I have no problems with Homestead sitting right there. Yeah, it's a warm weather track. Miami in March is a is a beautiful beautiful place to be. Um, and uh, then we got Texas. We got Bristol. Then we're off for a weekend. So that's kind of pr- pretty normal, I'd say, for the first bunch of races. Um, the one thing is Martinsville, the track that we were just at and that we haven't recapped quite yet, um, has been moved all the way to May 9th. And uh, even more surprising is, I guess not surprising because they added these, but the new LED lights will be on for that May Hey-o. 9th Mother's Day weekend oh, baby. in I Virginia. We're going to be there, man. We're definitely going to go to that all right, one. I'm, I'm very in. excited about I'm it. I've, I've never been to Martinsville. so No, me neither. Um, one of those. Yeah, I, I, see. <laughs> <laughs> I think every race you've ever been to, I was there with you. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Um, okay. <laughs> then we got, uh, so there were some races in there. Richmond, Talladega, Dover, then the Martinsville race. Then we've got the two Charlottes All-Star Weekend and then 600. 
Kansas, Michigan, Sonoma, Chicagoland, uh, very normal for all of these. Then we've got the beautiful doubleheader oh, weekend at Pocono. Yes, sing boing, to boing, my boing. heart, boy, sing to my heart. I'm so oh, excited man. about this. That, that's awesome. It's uh, you know, they've they've never done a doubleheader weekend like mm. this, at least in the modern era. Mm-hmm. Um, so so the logistics of it is definitely going to be worked out. Yeah. Um, there was that reaction video with Ryan Blaney and Joey Logano where they were both like, "What the wait? What are we going to run the same?" Like Joey's like, "Are we going to run the same cars?" And Blaney's like, <laughs> "No, you moron!" Like. We can't run the same uh-huh. cars two days in a row. They'll die. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Freaking... it'll be interesting that they might bring like three or four cars out yeah. like they do for Speed Week. So yeah, I can't uh, wait, yeah. man. That that track is very cool. It's one that I would like to go to, and I think that the fact that it's double header, you know, yeah. I mean, we're gonna go might camp there or something. Um, but we've gone to uh, Formula E race before. That was a yep. double header. And yep, that was, that was awesome. fantastic. Yeah. Like seeing how seeing the differences in the ways that the drivers approach the track, um, and just the the microcosm of a storyline that happens over that weekend. It's just mm-hmm. it's 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 great. I'm I'm very yeah. excited about that. Yeah, it's really cool, and uh, I, you know it'll be interesting. I was already looking forward to Pocono this year just because of the arrow changes that are there. In fact, I I don't have it up right now, but. Um, or what the arrow package is for Pocono. I feel like they might be using the old package. No, 550. Okay, 550, no arrow okay. ducks. Okay. So that'll be interesting. And yeah. uh, it could end up being really great. They got such long straightaways there. You can really, really take advantage of the draft yeah. there. Almost more and than anywhere else besides Talladega and Daytona. So. The, the banks as well are so shallow that I don't think that we're going to see some of the issues that we've been seeing at 1.5 mile tracks with this new aero package where they're just able to stay flat out the whole time. Yeah. You just can't do that at Pocono. I'll um, save yeah, yeah. I'll save the rest for the race re, or race uh, uh, you know preview when we when mm-hmm. we get there mm-hmm. um, in a couple weeks uh, or I guess a couple months actually. Um, but anyway, yeah, doubleheader weekend. Then we go to July Fourth weekend at Indy. So cool. July Fourth and Indy just go together like yeah. apple pie and moonshine. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just really really excited for uh, uh, for that and. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, we went to Indy before. We've been to Indy for the 500. We've been to Indy for the, for the Brickyard and uh, and uh, very enjoyable races. Yeah. But uh, July Fourth weekend just feels right. Yeah, um, there should be a. Uh, I was saying to this. I was saying this to you earlier. There should always be a major series race at Indy on July Fourth weekend. You know. Yeah, which is yeah, the American thing right. to do. It is all right. Then we go to Kentucky Snorfest, New Hampshire Snorfest. Uh, then we are off for two straight weeks. Mm. Um, first first time in a long time that they've done something like that. Um, and that's all to set up a four-race sprint to the playoffs, or as I was calling it, the home stretch, um, where you will go to Michigan, Watkins Glen, Dover, and then Daytona. Oh, baby. Day freaking Tona will bring us home. Off. Starts and ends the regular season. Yeah. What a wild card way to end it. Uh, you know? Yes, yeah, I think it's the perfect way to end the regular season. Give someone mm-hmm. new a chance to get in. Uh, yeah. Give people or even that are... just the people that are in will not feel comfortable the mm-hmm. whole race. Mm-hmm. Two mm-hmm. laps to mm-hmm. go. You're running seventh. You're like you're here in the uh, audio in your helmet. He's like you're in. You're in right now. And then you wreck. Yeah, it's over. It's gonna be a mess. I can't wait. It's crazy. Uh, so now we start the playoffs. So Dover Dover's now you know two outside the playoffs. It was inside. Um, so now we start the playoffs with Darlington, 
uh, instead of instead of Richmond, and then Richmond comes next. Darlington as a, a as a playoff race it just makes so much sense. It, it is able to retain its Labor Day weekend status, which is just proper for Darlington. Mm. Um, and and yeah, just a really cool way to start us off. Richmond, uh, then Bristol. Bristol's Ooh. in the playoffs, baby. That's what I'm talking Night about. Night race at Bristol in the playoffs. This is what as I'm an elimination about. race. Yes. Uh, how are you? They are killing it. Okay. What's so great good. about all three of these weekends to start the playoffs is the first one's Labor Day weekend. So even though it's a Sunday race, you got a whole day off afterwards. You can go to it. You mm-hmm. can come back. Mm-hmm. Easy. Richmond, night race. You can come back the day after. Bristol, yeah. night race. Come back the night after. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful way to start the playoffs. Love it. Love it. Second round, Las Vegas. All right. All right. That's a normal race. Yeah. Then motherfucking Talladega. Oh, then motherfucking baby. Charlotte Roval. Yes. This second round is going to be chaos. Yeah. Absolute chaos, guys. Man, I can't wait to see them go back to the Roval again. Uh, uh, we went yeah. last year. I had so much fun. At oh, it. me too. That is one of the best races that I have ever been to. And it's going to be so cool to see them drive it now that they understand it better. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, then we got Kansas. Eh, all right. Eh. Texas. Eh, all right. Eh. And then we got Martinsville Ooh. to to bring us to bring us in to the final race. So you think about what Joey Logano did to Martin Truex to make his way into the final four, and you take in that drama and you put in a person like like Chase Elliott or Kyle mm-hmm. Larson or someone that has to race their way into that final four mm-hmm. and they've got to move someone in that final corner. Oh, baby. Yeah. There's going to be we, a lot of bump in there. We saw how hard Chase was running to, uh, last weekend at Martinsville. Oh, he'll, he'll, he'll be running his tail off to get in. Mm. Uh, and then we finish at Phoenix Raceway, a place that we both loved the, the event that happened a couple weeks ago, a place that we have talked up so much on this show um it's a it's a it's a it's not you know obviously there are great 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 tracks on the on the circuit and 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 it doesn't necessarily compare to some of those but it's a really solid way to end the year yeah i mean this choice to end at phoenix is very surprising it is not a track that i would ever consider to be one that should finish the uh season but now that they've suggested it and now that that's what's happening i think it's genius it's such a fun track it's it's a it's a great choice on their part and it's a it's a good driver's track and i and i think it didn't actually surprise me once i read it because i was Mm. thinking like that what would have surprised me is if nascar decided to end with talladega or bristol or or fucking roval you know it just wouldn't make sense at the heart of it you want the drivers to go at it you want the best driver to win ISM is a good spot for that, as well as, you know, the over $100 million renovations that they did for fans to yeah. be there. You're going to want to go. You're going to see three races to end the, the Gander Outdoor Series, the Xfinity Series, and the Monster Energy Series, and one fantastic weekend out yeah. in Phoenix. So, in November, so the weather should be great. Can't wait. 2020, uh, great year for NASCAR, it looks 2020, like. 2020, guys. If you're still listening 15 minutes in and you're a friend of ours, reach out to us. We've got a lot of trips to make. Uh, yeah. And, and, and literally every single one that we've gone on about, we're probably going to go to. So, mm. come with us. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, any any last notes for you for the schedule? Oh, man. Uh, I, I could just keep repeating that I'm excited about it, but I think a yeah. lot of people have gotten that idea by now. Yeah, the the couple things um, that I want to suggest to NASCAR if they're listening because they are listening. Yeah, uh, they're always listening. They're like the yeah. FBI. Um, so is uh, let's let's get the Charlotte Roval. Let's put it under the lights. Mm-hmm. Um, let's mm-hmm. put some lights mm-hmm. up at Indy and let's make that July fourth on July fourth next year. 
So yes. Saturday, Saturday, July 4th. Let's let's make that one extra change to 2020. Yeah. Um, and then... Finish it off with a big uh, old fireworks display? Of course. Get out of, of course. here. Of course, it's just the way it you do perfect. it. perfect. Um, and then what was the other thing I wanted to change? I don't know. I'll save that other thing for a few All right, episodes. Cool. It's probably not that important. Perfect. <laughs> All right, that's that's it. That's the schedule. Yeah, twenty twenty uh, guys. Big very times. good stuff. And related to the schedule, mm-hmm. uh, we're doing things a little out of order this week because all the drivers were pretty well behaved. So we're doing something oh, yeah. special for Winer of the Week. If you would like to introduce it, B boy. Uh yes. Yeah, so Winer of the Week, wah wah wah, is uh, gonna go to the NASCAR fan base, mm. um, or the so-called fan base. I'm air quoting. Yeah, uh, you can see me, but I'm quotes. doing it. Yeah. Um, because I'm just tired of you whining about everything. I feel like NASCAR is actually making good changes now. Arrow package aside, they are trying to to save the sport. I don't think the sport is just dying or anything. It's not yeah. like the AAF, which might fold any given day now. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, it, it's going to continue. But they're trying to make it more exciting. They're trying to make people want to go to the events. And and bless them for trying. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm ecstatic that they're that they're working this hard on it. Yeah. The 2020 schedule is just a uh, just one piece to it. 2021 schedule is going to be probably even crazier. Yeah. Um. So so yeah. So I just I love the fact that they're trying. I think you pulled out some quotes from some of these so-called Ooh, fans. Right? I did. Yes. 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 Uh. Let's see. On the NASCAR Facebook page, if you ever want to see intelligent discussion, go to oh the comments God. section of any NASCAR Facebook uh. page post. Uh, but one user said, who the hell thought a back-to-back Pocono race would be a good idea? <laughs> and I think that the answer to that is literally anyone who thought about it. Yeah, the thing with Pocono is uh, be- because of its attendance numbers and kind of it's an expensive race to actually have, um, I don't imagine that they're going to have two races come 2021 uh, when, they're, when their contract's up. So uh-huh. in the final year, let's go out with a bang yeah. let's put them both in the same weekend we're gonna be there it's gonna be a fun time come f- come I find mean, us us big being there is on. enough yeah for it to you, be a good be time for but everyone. there's gonna be two races so two races nascar's knocking it out of the park i yep. mean there's also another guy complaining about he said uh you left the word fabricated when referring to drama or you left out the word fabricated when referring to drama Longtime fans can see right through this uh, oh man, I don't dude! Under- I can't. My eyes are stuck in an up position because yeah. I just rolled them so hard. Yeah, uh, what a uh, god! I hate it, that happens every week, man. I saw people uh-huh. complaining about the Martinsville race, which yes, we haven't given grades or anything to, but come on, all right? Yeah. They were blaming the arrow package for Martinsville, and I'm like, first off, I thought it was a pretty good race. Yeah. Um. Second off, Brad K was just on it, so whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, it was a great race. It was really, really good racing action. The drivers really enjoyed it. And honestly, if you have driver enjoyment and most of your fans enjoy it, and that one guy from home wants to write on Twitter, oh, you've lost me as a fan until you blah, 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 then fuck you. You're not a fan. Yeah. All right. I, I guess they lost a fan. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, people just whine. Um, I do. Babies. I will say that one of the legitimate complaints, I think, is. Uh, Moving Daytona into hurricane season in August, mm. bit iffy, but you know, I guess we'll just see how it goes. Because if there's, it works out, it'll be great. Yeah, there's constantly those kind of things, right? It fucking snowed at Martinsville last year. Like yeah. the, the weather is unpredictable. 
let's not i mean let's 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 not try and dictate our schedule because of the weather occasionally yeah. there's going to be weekends that have to fall in a bad weather spot it's just gonna yeah. happen it's okay yeah. yeah hell daytona rains out like fucking 30 percent of the time mm-hmm. so yeah uh, okay so congrats uh nascar fan base you've done it um well speaking done. of things that nascar is doing well one mm-hmm. thing that I read that I'm very excited about is they there's an article saying that they're trying to get six manufacturers for the next version of the car involved. For Gen 7 of these cars, they, they're trying to get it. six manufacturers, which it. would be amazing. Yeah. It'd be yeah. so cool. That's yeah. one of the cool things. If you've ever watched uh, DTM, uh, which is Germany's like equivalent of NASCAR, they don't mm-hmm. turn in ovals, but uh, lots of different manufacturers participating in there. And it's just, it is so cool to look at the field and just see all these different, like top of the line, really cool looking cars going up against each other. So that, oh, yeah, I yeah. really hope that works out because it'd be fantastic. It looks so cool. I'll have to double down on Chevy then and get the actual bow tie, like uh, tramp stamp tattoo. Mm. At that point. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So unless Kia enters, then, you know, let's get it. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> lift. That would be, it. yeah, that would be your second tramp stamp, I believe, if yeah. I'm correct. Yeah. Well, it would go next to the lift tattoo. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh so uh let's let's go let's finally talk about this race. We're 20 minutes in and I, we haven't gotten to the race, but honestly, mm-hmm. there's been some cool stuff. So Yeah. Um first off, Martinsville, let's give it a race grade. What do you got? I'm going to give it a uh a solid B minus. Okay. Um I was going to think that you were going to be more positive than me. I'm going to give it a solid B. Mm. Um now I don't I would give NASCAR's coverage of it or or I'd say Fox's coverage of it like a C. Yeah. And I think that that deterred like or not deterred but like influenced a lot of people that were watching at home's opinion of it. But from everything that I was reading on Reddit and stuff of people that were at the event, they loved it. They thought it was actually one of the better Martinsville races even if one person did lead over 400 laps. It was all the racing action going on everywhere else. The yeah. fact that they were able to drive side by side, it wasn't just one line. You had to change up your line over over time. It was uh, it was a more interesting Martinsville race than than sometimes that we get. So yeah, I mean, uh, part of my, as you're aware, uh, reason for grading it that is just because I wasn't able to pay huge amounts of attention to it because stuff was broken at work and I had to fix oh, it. Oh, if I had oh. to hear about this damn infrastructure wait, 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 issue again. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be the whiner of the week here in a damn second. Friggin' bring it, nerd. Man, actually, that would have been pretty funny. Dang it. Oh, we should have done that. <laughs> yeah, you should have been the winner. We'll get yeah. you. That's I'm okay. unofficial winner of the week. Unofficial winner of the week, yeah. Um, uh, you are a NASCAR fan, so. Oh, cool. Okay, cool. It, then I've got know. it. Nice. Perfect. So, uh, some strong performances that uh, we'd like to mention. Bubba uh, had a pretty good race. Yeah, that uh, was Martin great to see. one of his strong suits, so mm-hmm. and he did run the truck race, too, so that was, that was cool to see. Yeah, I would be interested to see. If he runs any more truck races this year, like how his performance in the cup race compares to other races where he doesn't run the truck race beforehand to see if, you know, running that truck race gives him some sort of experience. But I also think he's a good enough driver that most of his problem comes down to his equipment. Yeah, he ran basically a 20th place car and finished uh, 10th, I want to say. Okay. Yeah, 10th. He finished 10th. Oh, hell yeah. That's pretty good for someone who, during the race, was complaining about uh always being the lucky dog wait oh no no we're talking about different different events i was talking about on the truck race he oh okay, okay okay he okay, he okay. drove basically a 30th place car because that's about what his car is yeah 17th place finish in the in the um, martinsville cup race so. yeah 
Yeah. So he, he both both places, I think he outperformed. Uh, Martin Zill's just one of his strong yeah. seats. Who else? Who else had a strong? Uh, season? well, Chase Elliott did pretty well. Of the Hendricks yeah. drivers, by far the best performance. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he was up front a lot of the time. Um, you know, not in the lead, but uh, getting close to it. He led a couple and, of laps. Yeah, forty nine laps led. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He he got by. He was the only person I think to ever pass Brad K under green, mm. um, which is impressive. And and honestly, if he hadn't run out of laps there, had the way he changed his line, he was coming. Yeah, um, give him a couple so, more laps, and he would have caught Brad K. Although I wonder if Brad K was just saving at the end there, just to he make sure been. he could have made it. He could have been, yeah. yeah, or just trying to put on a little bit of a show. Yeah. But also, I'd like to point out that Chase wasn't just uh, the leader of the Hendrick camp; he was the leader of the Chevy camp. All right, he's the yeah. only one that finished inside the top Whoa. ten, and just like I didn't yeah, that. he was just dramatically better than everyone else wow. in the Chevy. So yeah, well done, good driver. Uh, obviously, strong performance by Brad K. For over 400 laps led, uh, just went out there and just did it. He never left the bottom. He I just, mean, that car yeah. was hooked up. From, just domination. Yeah, I, they basically gave him the checkered flag as he unloaded from the truck. Uh, yeah, just, just how how good he was. It was a um, uh, yeah, it was impressive. You know, sometimes it stinks to see a driver leading the whole time, but when you see a performance that fantastic and just that perfect, there's something beautiful about it, and it's hard to be upset. Speaking of uh, green flag, I'd like this to officially become Brian complaining about things uh, <laughs> podcast episode one uh-huh. um, because DW started the broadcast <laughs> with "Let's go racing, you bunch of hot dogs." <laughs> Dang it! And I wish I'd queued up a clip for that. That's so good. Oh, I might add that in, sh- in post. Yeah, add it in post. Apologies oh, if my- I don't. I did. Here you go. Take a listen to it. Morning, William Byron lost his sixth place start spot, and he will go to the back. And we're coming off turn four. We're in the green flags in the air. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Let's go racing, you bunch of hot dogs. <laughs> Great way to get us started here. Yeah, baby. God, I just, how, oh, I just, oh, fire him. He needs to go. He just needs to go. He oh, also, I loved it. I thought it was so at, funny. It was so dumb, but. Yeah, I'd rather Michael make those. Like, at least he's not senile. Mm. Um, but oh, he fo- he dang. also followed it up with a Days of Thunder quote, um, where it was like the, you know, get out there and hit the pace car. And he's like, what? And he's like, well, because you've hit every other damn car out there on the track. That's a Days of Thunder quote. And he said it was Dale Earnhardt <laughs> said that to Dale Jr. one time. And I, oh, I, oh, I don't, man. you know, how many NASCAR air quote fans actually n- noticed that? I'm sure a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, but man, DW, disdain. you gotta freaking go, man! Your disdain for DW seems to know no bounds. It's it's I'm getting up there to like by pit it. pit bull levels. Yeah. Like I, I not not the dog. Whoa, I love all the right, dog. easy, easy, Boyer. Whoa, oh my god, the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, this is intense. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um. So uh. So we saw some bumping and running. Yes, a lot of bumping and running. In fact, the race even started off with a little bumping and running. Uh, the yep. two car. Giving a little nudge to his uh, teammate, the 22, Joey Logano. I'm amazed that Joey Logano started off so high and then was garbage for the rest of the race. Yeah, he just never could get it together. I feel like every single time they made an adjustment, they were just still off. Mm-hmm. Like, they never moved it even the needle a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there was there, they were talking about the air pressure stuff with the 22 early on, and now he was dropping back, and then, yeah, just never came back up. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, for anyone that isn't aware, they start off the races with uh, low air pressure in their tires, and then as they you know drive around the track, the heat builds up in their tires, and that causes 
there to expand and uh, increase the air pressure in the tires. And the commentators were arguing about whether or not that was the case with the 22. Um, It Mm -hmm. would explain his bad performance early on. And like if they just couldn't figure that out throughout the rest of the race. But Mm -hmm. yeah, overall, uh, you know, I'm always happy to see the 22 not do well. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, one one thing I'd like to point out is the tires were actually, in my opinion, too good. The event would have been a little bit better if the tires were a little worse. They mm-hmm. dropped rubber really well, um, but a couple of the drivers actually made comments about how you, if you ran the left side tires, like you ran the whole run, 100 blank laps, um, you'd take them back off and you'd be like, these are new. These are still brand new. Nothing happened oh, to them. Interesting. Um, yeah, oh. that they could like literally run them again. The only reason... People were saying that they were coming for tires uh, on on. Uh, they didn't really have that many short runs where they needed to get tires, but in the ones that they did, the reason that they came to get tires is because the pressure started lower, and you want to start with lower pressure tires at Martinsville, right? Be- yeah. Because you want that extra grip uh, when you're trying to accelerate up off the corners, because that's where all the speed is made. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. That was uh, you know I that's an interesting thing. I wonder how much that went into Kyle Busch's car because he was relying so heavily on coming off uh, the yeah, outside of the corner. The corners really well. He was yeah. going so fast off the corners. It was, which made uh, Chase Elliott's defense of him look so cool. Oh yeah, it was great. There was some really, really good battles with, with him. Uh, the uh, one thing I noticed too, is that some of those experienced guys, 18, the four, the 22, the two, um, uh, the two never really technically did this, but, um, they they really use their experience in such a way that they'll they'll fend off an attack. They'll be being attacked by a car that is obviously faster than them, and they'll keep getting attacked. And, and it'll you know ten laps will pass, and they can tell when that driver's finally had enough, mm. and then they let them go. It's just it's oh. like it, I, it was something I've noticed a couple of the times that we've been at Martinsville or Bristol for that matter. Um, that like eventually. They let the person go, but not until they've slowed them up enough, you yeah. know, made them use their equipment a bit. It's like yeah. a mind game, and the veterans are just super good at it. Yeah, because that'll, um, that'll make you wear out your tires. Uh, yep. That makes sense. Huh. Yeah, speaking yeah, of those that. those tires again, uh, it took about 100 laps from what I noticed until long run cars finally started to like make a charge forward, which is really long for Martinsville generally. You'll see it around lap 50, 60 to 70. You'll start seeing cars coming and going. So, yeah. Um, How many the tires are just so good. We And we really didn't have too many super long runs like that, did we? Uh, we had, yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We had <laughs> one, two. Okay. We had at least three or four of them. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, um, considering it's a 500 lap race, three or four long runs, uh, 100 plus laps is most of the race. So, yeah, exactly. That yeah. makes sense. Uh, there were only a couple cautions. So. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of cautions, though, uh, your boy Clint, bad luck uh, or bad skill during yeah. a couple of those pits. Two, two, two fast enterings, double two fast entering under two separate cautions. You know what's funny is like so like last week or or I I was trying to do some like pre you know learn up before the podcast kind of thing. And I was like looking at the segments on pit lane. Cause I thought about talking about how you can speed on pit lane in the corners at Martinsville, because they're such tight corners that they're like little pie pieces. And you actually just have to go slower because if you're lower, if you're in the, you know, a lane off the wall, you have to go way slower than if you were oh, right up against the wall. Right. Oh yeah. Um, okay. But what was interesting was the segment that he sped in was segment 10, uh, both times. And, 
on the first time they the broadcast was like, oh, segment ten, yeah, he must have been speeding the corners. And I, in my back of my mind, I'm like, no, I looked up the segments. That's that's a straightaway segment. Like that's right when he's coming out of his pit. Hmm. Um, like he he really was just accelerating out uh, too much. So um, it was interesting. Yeah, it was sad to see. I I love to see Clint do well. And, yeah, uh, I wanted to see Cash running towards him in victory lane yeah. again. Just wasn't to be. Yeah. He did have a super good car, though. Every single time he got set back, he came right forward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it makes you wonder if he was in the top five with the last restart kind of thing. How how close to a win could he have come? Would it have been a top three? I, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I feel like it would have been a top three. I think Brad was too good this race for anyone yeah. to have a good shot at beating him. Yeah, Chase was the only one that had anything yeah. for him. Uh, cool. Um, so, yeah, we talked about... We talked about a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, one thing about Chase that I really liked was when, right there at the very end, he changed things up so dramatically. Something that you just don't do at Martinsville is enter the corner wide, stay wide, cut down, and accelerate off. It's mm. just it's, it's that weird diamonding that you see at, like, Vegas, and you see at Phoenix a little bit. And, like, it's just something that you just generally don't see yeah. at Martinsville. It's bottom, bottom, bottom. That's how you get, mm-hmm. the, you know, around the track the fastest. Yeah. And he changed his line, and then he caught up. And like you were saying, Brad K might have been saving at that point. But regardless, he probably had been saving for a number of laps, and Chase just couldn't catch him. And then all of a sudden, he goes to the outside line, and he's getting such a launch yeah. down the next straightaway that he was actually making up almost a tenth of, a tenth of lap. It was, I wonder, it was awesome. I wonder how much of that specifically was planned because to be able to do that you have to have a pretty good amount of tires left over so i wonder how much of it was chase earlier on thinking okay we're not going to beat brad at this vanilla staying on the bottom driving so we got to wait until he's lost his car a bit and then start diamonding get that speed on the straightaways or if it was just a last couple of laps like shoot i really got to try something right now yeah because it was like within five laps to go i want to say it was probably the latter mm. but but you know you never know maybe maybe he didn't think he was going to get there in five laps but honestly he was so far back yeah um, it was kazowski was just hugging that bottom just perfect rolling yeah. through the center so well uh anyway uh any xfinity or, or i guess no xfinity race this past week but any truck uh race news that you want to talk about um beyond well i mean you know kyle bush won whoa cool <laughs> good uh bubba did well as yeah, we Ross said Chastain earlier won a, a stage oh nice yeah not that he runs that full time or anything but yeah um no i mean that's about it uh you know i nope not too much for me gotcha all right well it seems like we've recapped martinsville hopefully caught up a little bit on our time here um and uh, we can start talking about old Texas Motor Speedway. Mm. Uh, you know, home track could be considered a home track for me. I, I say Atlanta is, but technically I was born in Texas. So, whoa! Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Wow! Wow! Man, I'm glad we're doing this podcast now. I'm learning you so learned much, about, so much you. about me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so this time I wanted to give our fan base a little bit extra. And and actually come prepared like intelligent beings and tell them a little bit about this race um, that's coming up. So you wanna you wanna take a stab at it and and run through some of the the things that we've looked up for them. Yeah. Uh, so stages to start off with. Uh, it is going to be eighty five laps for the first stage, eighty five laps for the second stage, and then one hundred and sixty four laps for the third stage. Mm. 
Um, pretty standard stage distribution. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of qualifying, they just made some changes. NASCAR did. Uh, mm-hmm. Where if you don't make a lap in a session, you go to the back. Uh, and if you immediately block someone on pit lane, then NASCAR can, or if you, uh, if you deliberately block someone on pit lane, uh, NASCAR can park you or disqualify your times. So we should not be seeing any more of what we've been seeing previously with, uh, qualifying where you have a whole bunch of drivers literally deliberately blocking other ones from being able to set times. Yeah, so what they're doing, um, just to clarify a little bit more, they have the staging zone where you're you're kind of sitting in your car, you make uh, you know uh, whatever changes or whatever you were trying to do, um, and then you go right out on the track. Um, and what we had been seeing is, yeah, they would drive down pit lane and they would stop right at the very end and they would try and block people before they got on the track. Um, now, if you leave that staging area, you have to go on the track. You cannot stop your car. Mm. Um, so that's that's part of the thing. The the whole like blocking thing is going to be very subjective but honestly i just think we won't see it anymore yeah uh, which is great uh and then uh the only other thing that i thought was notable about their change was that they were very adamant that they did not even consider changing the single car qualifying which you know i've said this before i think is a mistake in in at a lot of tracks i think single car qualifying can be exciting um i remember going to some a lot of single car qualifying and loving it um but uh, you know, whatever. It's, the, it's their yeah. choice. Uh, I mean, I I'll think li- I'll live with the bad choices if we get the good ones, like the twenty twenty schedule. So, I think if uh, I think if they can figure out group qualifying, then I think that that'll be better than single car. There might That's there fair. there's still some tracks where single car will be necessary. Uh, yeah. But I think uh, the additional drama that can come from good uh, group qualifying. It's it's something special. I mean, that's a large part of why qualifying for Formula One is really entertaining because there's a lot of interaction between the different drivers. You all have all these situations where, like, some driver ruins another one's lap and then, you know, mm-hmm. they might, like, push each other in the pit lane after, stuff like that. And really, that's what we're here to see. Yeah, I uh, wonder what uh, <laughs> what kind of teamwork we're going to find. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to finally see for qualifying because um, – you know, going out there as a team may not even be enough. I think yeah. we might see people going out there as a manufacturer. So, you know, the Chevys working uh, together, the Fords working together. Uh, similar to, like, you see in a lot of uh, the super speedways. So. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, cool. Um, what's our aero package looking like? This uh, 550 horsepower and uh, aero ducts on the brakes. Nice. You hear that, Mariano? Aero package, aero yeah, package, yeah, yeah, aero yeah. package. Aero package. I do have a beer. Uh, it's still Revolution. But anti-hero this time, so I'll take a yeah. drink. Well, you can drink as much as you want because you've got Lyft to take you home. So true. Yes. Uh, uh, all right. So, so uh, <laughs> some <laughs> I did some research into some of the previous winners. Obviously, last year uh, the spring race was won by Kyle Busch. It mm. was uh, I think it was his first win of the year last year because uh, he was like you know starting to get antsy and. and say ridiculous things and then he finally won so he's man that stop being a baby gosh compared to this year i i yeah. now come to think of it i remember last year how much fun we were having with kyle bush not having a win yet just because yeah. he was getting so upset about it and it was well, so he finished second like third time three times in the yeah. first like six races and he was just super pissed off Love about it. the whole thing he Hilarious. finished third this past weekend mm-hmm. had nothing but good things to say come on that's not the kyle bush uh, yeah yeah uh the fall race was won by kevin harvick um, Jimmy Johnson is the current active driver, winningest driver at, at Texas. Actually, I think all time 
I think uh, when I when I switched it to all time drivers, like he still seven was like dramatically better than everyone else. I think someone might have had four. Kyle Busch has three, and Harvick and Hamlin have two. A couple drivers have one, uh, but really, yeah, it's it's Jimmy's Jimmy's track, man. He likes shooting those six shooters after he wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be cool to see him win. Yeah, I, you I know, like we'll that. see. Uh, I, don't, I don't I don't see it, that happening at all. But no, yeah, we'll see when we get to Hart and Smart Pick. So. Um, some stories from last year's race. What do you got? Uh, so there was a very big accident that happened. Uh, a big one as some might call it. Do you Ooh. remember what caused that? Uh, what caused someone, it, someone spun out, someone got sideways. Uh, I yeah, think in it was like right after and then got collected. Yeah. It was like right after a restart cause they were all really close together yeah, and yeah. yeah, just, yeah, just collected everyone. People were spinning up and mm-hmm. down the track and, uh, you know, titular name, big one. Yeah. Uh, Larson also blew a tire, which, uh, is where our podcast picture came from. Yeah. What a badass picture. I don't know if you guys ever look at it, uh, or you're not seeing, I guess the blown out image, but he's just leaning up against this car that just slammed into the wall, took his breath away, is on fire. He's just leaning up against it casually. Like, all right, get over here. And let's go to the infield (laughs) care center. Uh What a badass. Yeah. All right. True. Um, Badass. Yeah. And then, uh, I guess final, thing at least that i have uh it was i i accidentally watched the fall texas race radioactive first <laughs> and then watched the spring one and i was like wow b-boy is talking about this race and everything that he's saying does not line up with what i'm seeing <laughs> um but yeah everyone complained about tire issues and specifically vibrations throughout both races now with this mm-hmm. change in aero package uh, we'll see Probably whether or not that is the case, but yeah. if you do hear people dry or complaining about vibrations, this race, don't take it too seriously. Yeah. Yeah. They're just trying to vie to be winer of the week next mm, week. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which honestly I respect. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, someone's gotta, someone's gotta be Kyle Busch. Yeah. So. yeah. All right. Um, so yeah. So what kind of racing action might we expect? Standard mile and a half. I yeah. Guess. You know, that's the thing that I remember from last year. Uh, it's just that this was sort of a vanilla race. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. You know, you know what's, we'll you know what's funny is like you and I ran some hot laps yesterday in iRacing at Texas just to yeah. get a feel for the track, uh, get on and off of pit lane. There's just nothing special about it. Yeah. It's basically Charlotte. Yeah. I also with ran a slightly worse racing service. Yeah. Or, or slightly it, better. I mean, slightly I mean, better. we were almost full throttle the whole time. Uh, if you're yep. behind someone else, you had to lift a little bit. We'll see how much I racing translates into real life. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Right, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did do though uh, an Xfinity race uh, mm-hmm. at lunch today, and it was fascinating how much harder it was. I just like you had to lift. You, I, I even had to break coming into three. Um, yeah. So you know we can we talk about it a lot, but the aero package has a huge impact in how these drivers. Uh, drive the track so much yeah, so that definitely. it even leaks over into sim racing um yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, you know as disappointed as i am to say it uh i don't think it's necessarily going to be anything exciting but you know last year that's what we said about chicago land and it turned out to have one of the greatest endings in a very that's long true. time yeah chicago itself the whole rest of the most of the race was kind of meh and then yeah the finish was so good that mm-hmm. it, it kind of wiped away everything else before it which is awesome uh, so, yeah, we'll see what happens to Texas. Uh, yeah. I'm not willing to count it out. I'm going to be there watching it and t- uh, texting you and stuff. So, uh, cool. Please do. Uh, so, I think it's time for our smart and heart picks. What Ooh, do you think? Ooh, baby. Yes, I would agree. I get to go first this week. 
Okay, that's by fine. the way. Um, yeah, I almost uh, I went. F- I was gonna go, f- or I did go first last week, and I actually messed up my pick. Um, if you remember, I told you afterwards uh-huh. that I was gonna pick <laughs> Joey Logano, and I'm glad I didn't because one, he was the worst <laughs> of the Penske camp and ended up finishing like 18. Uh-huh. But also, had I picked him, he probably would have won. Yeah, undoubtedly. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I appreciate in the world. Yeah, I appreciate that. Also, it helped you out with staying ahead of me in uh, our smart and heart picks because Eric Jones, not good. Yeah, for those keeping score at home, Eric Jones finished 30th last week, really dropping uh, new guys. Average uh, finished down to a 9.6. Mine is at a 6.6. So we'll see if he can recover this week. He needs a couple oh, geez, DNFs I really from my hope guys. So. I really yeah. hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, smart or heart pick. You can okay. pick whichever first. Uh, both of my picks that I have planned out are both heart. They're driven Ooh. largely by my heart, but I think that this is smart. Uh, I'm picking okay. Ryan Blaney for my smart pick. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, These Penske drivers, I don't know if you've been watching the races, but for anyone out there who has been <laughs> watching the races, uh, these Penske drivers are so good, and it's it's my boy's time. I can feel it. Yeah, and just uh, just to give you a little heads up, he actually has a pretty good average finish here, uh, better than a lot of other drivers. Ooh, he, baby, he's pretty, he's pretty, it's meant to here. be. Yep, uh, right up there with uh, Larson. So yeah, uh, cool. Um, so my pick is. Let me pull up my thing. I did some pre work this time. I'm not wow, did you do? Way. You did research instead of just. Man, I guess that's a reasonable thing to do for your smart pick. Yeah, so I'm going to go with my heart pick. Uh, no, actually, you know, I'm going to go with my smart pick because you didn't pick a good smart pick. So I'm going to go wow. with Chase Elliott. Fantastic Whoa. finish last week. Been killing okay. it. He's, he's been doing really well. And, uh, and yeah, he's going to be my pick. I like both of these picks. Yeah. Uh, Chase Elliott used to be, for anyone out there who isn't aware, Chase Elliott used to be my favorite driver. But I decided I didn't want to go. On the bandwagon, and also yeah. I can relate to Ryan Blaney's long hair. Yeah, yes, so. yes, as we reminded him when we were at Daytona. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, but anyway, okay, so Chase, so now it's time for your heart My pick. heart pick is driver of the 48 car, Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Jim Jam, John John. Yeah. Um, so my, my, smart, or my heart pick, I'm going to go with the guy that screwed you over last week, Eric Jones. He's going to rebound. Whoa. Um, he's very solid at Texas, and he's oh, going to have a man. really, really good race. I'm going to be so upset if he wins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I hope it. Uh, talking about people with, with the hair, you know. Uh-huh. He's got that mullet thing yeah. going on. So, Okay, cool. Um, smart and heart picks. Locked and loaded. Mm. Um, so I think it's time for a rapid fire, yeah? I'd agree with that, yeah. All right. Uh, so I'll go first. I think you've gone first a bunch of times in a row. We'll mm. get back to switching this off and on. Um, so first off, you know, I like the stats. Who has the best average finish at Texas? Uh, and and I will extend this to all time because it's the same person uh, all time, and it's also an active driver. So, uh, A 48 car? Jim, you know, you think that would be a, a good pick since he's uh, the most winning damn yeah. times. Seven out of like 31, I think. But no, it is oh. Chase Elliott. Whoa. Oh, yeah. is it small sample size? Um, well, I mean, this is why you don't like trust six, statistics. Six people. times, I think, right? Oh, yeah, okay. He's raced there six times. His average finish is actually uh, 7.2. Statistically 2. significant. I don't know. 
Well, there's uh, only three. <laughs> uh, I'll, ex- I'll extend the question a little bit more so that maybe you can get these other two guesses. Oh, no. Um, the, the, there's only been three drivers uh, for their entire career that have averaged better than a, or have averaged a top 10 finish at Texas. Um, name the other two. Um, this is all time. So one of them's active, one of them's not. So. Oh, is it Jim Jam? Jimmy yeah, Johnson? Jim Jam is one All right, of them. good. Thank God. Yeah. Average, uh, his average is 9.8. And then I'm going to say Jeff Gordon. Uh, not a bad guess. He's, Thank he's you. up there for sure. But um, it's actually Matt Kenseth, okay. which, I, again, I wouldn't expect you yeah. to be able to get this stuff right, uh, given that you, you're kind of a newbie-ish yeah. to the sport. Uh, but, yeah, Matt Matt actually had uh, the whole Roush team used to be really, really good at Texas. So, mm. uh, And Matt, Matt, I think, has uh, just two wins here, but he always finished really well. So Nice. Cool. cool. Uh, all right, your turn. Uh, let's see. Do you think that Hendrix is going to win this year, and which driver will it be? I guess that it's second be, part's pretty easy. Yeah, it's gonna. Uh, it's definitely going to be Chase. And based and upon yes, uh, your prediction, I'm guessing you think that. Yeah, I, I do think Chase is going to win this year. <laughs> I think Chase is going to win three times this year. Three times, same, okay. Same as last time. That's do last you? Year, yeah. Uh, assuming that he doesn't get it here, do you think he'll have a similar situation to last year where he doesn't get it until like some weird track like uh, Watkins Glen? Uh, yes. Um, I do. I do think he's going to get one of them here before we get into the summer. I think this summer he's actually going to struggle a little bit and he's not going to like win at Watkins Glen or anything. Um, and then he's going to get his last two in the chase. Mm hmm. I'm very specific with my predictions, but yeah. I also have a crystal ball in front of me. So, oh, uh, you know, good reason yeah, to be specific. Flashing the the lift logo at me now. Nice. But, yeah. Oh, that might be that might be a, one of those things you put on your dashboard if you drive lift. Oh, dang it! You're right. It is. Uh, oh boy. Uh, dang it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, my my next question is: uh, Which of those schedule changes that we're also excited about do you like the best? Uh, definitely the Pocono doubleheader. Really? Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Um, that would, would not have been my choice. But. I, you know, I like the tricky triangle. I've enjoyed driving it while sim racing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just an interesting track, and I'm I'm just really looking forward to going there. I love a good double header. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's going to be gonna fantastic. S- I'm going to say my favorite part of the new schedule change is kind of a, you know, it's a couple races, but it's how we start the playoffs. Darlington, Labor Day weekend, again, so cool. Richmond yeah. and Bristol under the lights. That'll be cool. Well, I mean, what, what else do you want, NASCAR? Uh, do you think that there's going to be supporting races for this Pocono race? Are we going to see a Friday race? Um, so I they they are going to probably run Xfinity and truck races. Uh, what I forget what they run there actually. I, I definitely Xfinity. I don't remember if the trucks are on there or not. I think they might run somewhere else on the same weekend, mm. but. Um, yeah, there's going to be an Xfinity race, whether it runs, uh, Saturday during the day or Friday night, I don't, or it can't be night, but Friday during the day, I have no, no idea. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to make it work. Or maybe they'll run Xfinity at Pocono on another weekend. Who knows? Yeah. Um, it would make sense to run it in the same weekend though. That'd be cool. That'd be great, man. Three races. Yeah, three races. Ooh, yeah, maybe. Two days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, Pocono, Pocono is going to be fun. Uh, just, just the logistics of everything is, is going to be super interesting. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, all right, my next question. So we've seen Jeff Gordon retire. Mm-hmm. We've seen uh, Dale Jr. retire. Mm-hmm. Old men, both geezers, white yep. hair, walking with a cane. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> how much longer do you think that the other geezer 
Mr. Number 48, Jim Jam, Jimmy Johnson, has left in NASCAR Cup Series? You know, you asked me this two years ago, and I'm like, that dude's got like six, eight years left. Uh, given his age, given his, his daughter's growing up a little bit, maybe only like two more years. Yeah. Uh, I don't see him lasting that much longer. Yeah. Unless something like dramatically changes, uh, which it could. You know, it's the first year with a new crew chief, which is something interesting for Jimmy Johnson. He just hasn't had that happen in forever. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I'm going to give him two years. But just in terms of age, we're talking Jimmy Johnson, you know, uh, Ryan Newman's up there. Kevin Harvick's way up there. True. Um, these these guys are way older than the Kyle Busch, Joey Logano, Brad Keselowski. Uh, Martin Truex is pretty old as well. Um, yeah. You know, there's there's a number of guys that I'm I'm starting to wonder when they'll retire. Ryan Newman's probably sooner rather than later. Uh, Kurt Busch is a number of years older than his brother, but he's still not he's not Jimmy, but he's just a little bit Kurt under it. So doesn't age. I'm convinced. <laughs> and he uh, ages he... in a beautiful way. He has just gotten way more beautiful. Yeah, since I want him to never leave me. <laughs> agreed, do agreed. Very do much. you think uh, that once Jimmy leaves, do you think Bubba could take his seat? No, yeah, that's it's not a gonna shame. Be That'd be you know, so you know cool if it was Bubba, man. It would, it would be dope. But you know, you know who it's gonna be? Who? Um, who I, I really, really think this could happen is Kyle Larson. Ooh, I think Ooh. Uh, if, if if CGR isn't getting him what he needs to get the job done, okay. Uh, not that Hendrick has been the best place in the world, but you know Chase is finding success. Uh, yeah, I think. Hendrick's gonna back up the piggy bank, you know, or whatever oh, the yeah. expression is, and and really just drop a ton of lift money at his doorstep and mm-hmm. see if they can get him signed. Man, that'd um, be sweet. So, yeah, yeah, so I, I could see I could see Larson going there or to like Stuart Haas or something. Um, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and then Bubba takes Larson's because it's only one number different. Yeah, and that's totally fine with me. I think I think that's a ride befitting of uh, Bubba's talents. So. Yeah, I would agree. Cool, that'd be cool. Uh, so, oh, it's my turn. Yeah. Um, my kind of silly one, kind of serious one. In what Whoa. shape would you design a track if given all of the money? <laughs> um, ooh, that's a tough one. I think it'd be neat if there was... There are children listening at home. Oh, well, now I'm I gotta rethink say, it. Say oh, no, no. <laughs> uh, I was thinking, I was about to say, I think it would be cool if there was a like figure eight track, not demolition what? derby style, where they would hit like each other, up but over. it would go over. Yeah, where they'd have a crossover. Dope. That'd be so yeah, cool, man. Yeah, that'd be man. really, really cool. Because you um, wouldn't be able, to, like, your tires. Wait, hold on. Right. Yeah, your your left and your right tires would be just as important as one another. Mm-hmm. Um. And, like, you could take the inside corner on one corner, and then you'd be on the outside on the next one. So, side-by-side battling would be very intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. My my answer to this is it would be a road course of some kind. Um, and I don't really have an exact shape. Okay. Just say a sheep. I want it to be shaped like cool. a sheep. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, but the one thing that I think would be really cool at a NASCAR track, and I have zero clue how they'd make this work is uh build in a you know joker lap style oh yes which would just be just the coolest thing oh, like maybe man. there's a bus stop somewhere and you can just fucking breeze right on through it if you want yeah like every once every however many laps or whatever yeah or it would just it would just like can you imagine just like you you drop back six seconds because you haven't used your joker lap yet and then like you get that shortcut uh with like two to go and you're yeah. all of a sudden out in the lead kind That'd of like be mario cool, kart man. jumping through the that'd be so cool or even just having diverging 
paths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that eventually come back together. But yeah. it, you know what would happen is just because it's such a competitive sport, is one of them would be faster than the other. Yeah, and they would only take that one. So. Yeah. Yeah, you got a Joker lap style it where you have to go do it. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, okay, uh, your final question. Uh, which driver do you think is most likely to come on our podcast? That's a good question. Realistically, um, also, I want to applaud you for not saying uh, like a penis um, for track. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I, I know you really wanted to. I, didn't, I actually didn't even think of that until you suggested really? it. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's why I give the children warning. You know, okay. you know what, Boyer? I take this podcast seriously. Okay? <laughs> this is journalism at its finest. And I'm yeah, not going to do, <laughs> do the disservice to our listeners to bring up penises when talking about track designs. Oh, you God. monster. You make what, me sick. <laughs> whatever. All right. Okay. Um, this is going to be tons of time to choose who's going to be on our podcast first. But honestly, it's just a, uh, to be serious, it's a, it's a really, it's a really hard choice. I want to say just given our interactions with him previously, I want to say Ryan Newman or Ryan Blaney. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Newman would be a dream, but. Ryan oh Blaney. man. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, Ryan Ryan Blaney, maybe Matt De Benedetto. I'm on Reddit. You're on Reddit. That. He's on Reddit. Yeah, I could definitely see. We're that. all yeah, we're basically sure. all related. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or I think uh, we could probably trick Austin Dillon into coming on here. Oh well, at some Easy. point we're gonna find a way to like hack onto his team radio, yeah. and we're just gonna make, hey Austin, it's uh Brian, a new guy in the booth. You got us. <laughs> He'd be like, what? And we'll be like, <laughs> don't wreck. Uh, no, just know. kidding. Do wreck, and then he wrecks, oh. and like, man, we we'll just make annoying him. noises in his yeah, in his yeah, ear yeah. the whole time. Uh-huh. All right, uh, or just tell him to fire. switch over to radio two, <laughs> oh, and then he man. can't hear anyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Oh, jeez, yeah, good stuff. All right, so uh, you know, after after uh, rapid fire, we always go into the standings. Mm. Um, last time you didn't do them quite. Like I would like them to be done, so please improve this time. Okay, but how about you give us a rundown? All right, uh, I'm already very focused. Uh, so <laughs> let's let's freaking go. First place, Kyle Busch, 273 points. Second, mm-hmm. Denny Hamlin. Then Kevin Harvick, Joey Logano, Brad Keselowski in fifth. Eric Almirola in sixth. It's cool seeing Eric that high. Yeah, he's uh, very consistent. Really doing good things with that ten car. Uh, Martin Truex Jr., 7th. Ryan Blaney, my boy, up two places into 8th place. Chase Elliott, 9th. Kurt Busch, 10th. Kyle Larson, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Clint Boyer, up two places into 13th. Eric Jones let me down and lost a place to get down to 14th. Jimmy Jim Jam Johnson in 15th. And Daniel Suarez in 16th. Ol Swervez. Now we got two Hendrick drivers outside yeah. the playoffs with Bowman just outside. Uh-huh. Um, the other thing I'd like to point out is Kyle Larson's 11th. He would have made a really, really good heart pick. Um, maybe not to Texas, but if he stays outside, he's going to be. Uh, oh, be yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Uh, so cool. Uh, great. Uh, great, 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 great stuff. Um, I, I think you still destroyed that, that uh, rundown, but that's okay. Um, what wow. I'd like to do right Jeez. now is thank anyone that is still listening because we're 58 minutes in. This is yeah. the longest episode we've ever had. We had a lot to unpack. We we're super excited about some of these changes to the NASCAR schedule. We were very excited about this past week's race. A lot of stuff to unpack there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, thank you for sticking mm-hmm. with us if you're still here. Um, Big One Podcast at Podcast Big One on Twitter. Uh, you know, again, subscribe, follow us. Um, please, please, please. Uh, that's all the begging I got. What yeah. Do you got? 
Email us, uh, podcastbigone at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Let us know that there's real people listening to our podcast. Yes. uh, Page us, too. We've got a pager. Um, I'll send out the number later. Okay, cool. Good. (laughs) Uh, Cool. That's all I've got. Have you got anything else? Yeah, write it. Okay. Yeah. Hashtag write it. Uh, Hashtag lift. Lift. Hashtag lift. Hashtag write it. Cool. Uh, Yeah, that's all from me. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys very much. This is Brian signing off. All right. Later, guys. Bye. Bye.